Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 38, Minute 38. Hey everyone, it's Dan. Uh, where were we? Um, I don't know. We were someplace great, I bet. Oh yeah, yeah, um, the scalpel on the floor, meeting Mrs. Sickler. Um, someone is in the bedroom and Linda goes towards the scalpel to pick it up. Let's, let's see what happens next. said it again uh but you guys are um getting a getting a treat hearing just the audio of it because the sound design is so weird as linda is dropping the scalpel out the window and we can talk about the <clears throat> you know why she might be doing that uh you know that you get the but underneath you you can hear that I, I love that. I applaud the fact that he chose to, le- or whoever it was who did the sound mix, chose to not turn down the music that was playing in the room on the set, most likely, and or supposed to be playing on the set, and, and left it underneath the music because it makes for a very weird um, mix. Especially more so, well, this is very weird. It, it was sort of a better mix when it was the first strike, Bound for the UK, playing for two hours. I just put that song on repeat. It plays all day. And that's, this This. This minute is very simple to um, uh, recap. Linda picks up the scalpel, which she says is probably her father's scalpel. No, uh, it's, not, it's not. It's science's scalpel. And why he left it on the floor, I'm not sure. And she drops it out the window. Why she drops it out the window, I'm not sure. And obviously Tommy or, or Billy must be completely gone by this point, or she'd be dropping the scalpel into him. But, <clears throat> yeah, she drops it out the window. I don't know why, if she thinks it's her dad's scalpel, why she doesn't, like, clean it off and, you know, give it, put it back where it should be. But, I mean, they seem to have some sort of medical bag in the bathroom. Maybe they she can just put it in there. I'm not sure why she throws it out the window. It seems a strange thing to do. It seems like a very undoctor's daughter sort of thing to do. So after she drops the scalpel out the window and she leaves the room, it instantly cuts to the killer who's still on the side of the bed. We saw him before kind of rising up, kind of in the exact same way he rose up before in confusion. But then all of a sudden everything goes bendy and strange and we see a really bad 
um, uh, video um, insert of a like a like a small. It's not a grandfather's clock. It's like a the small um, the, one of those clocks. It's like a like a I I don't know like a like a uh, it's it's you know it starts off uh, on on either end. It's sort of small and then it goes up and it curves up into the air and the clock faces in there. And um, pardon my panty dog. Uh, the clock faces in there, and it says it's like six fifty-five, and the clock is chiming. Why it's chiming at six fifty-five? I couldn't tell you. And it, it's all bendy and weird. And I've read that that is one of those shots that the uh, whoever had it uh, distributed in Japan they inserted that. I guess to make it clearer that we're going into a dream sequence with Chris. Crumpet the dog is joining me for, on panting for this episode. It's sort of like uh, the sound design in in uh, Last Slumber Party. You know, it's like you get me talking, and instead of dun 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 you get <laughs> should calm down. I think. So um, where were we? Oh yes, um, yeah. So then you see Chris. She gets up and she's all alone. She's in the the uh, I sort of like like the living room area or. I think it's the living room area where they were. She actually might be in a room a little... I think she's in a room a little further up. Like a, a room without a TV. Um, a little closer to the um, the door. And she kind of gets up and she's really got like the rings under her eyes. Those rings of fear. Big time rings under her eyes. And she looks very, very sleepy. And she gets up and she sees that the front door is wide open. And she walks towards the front door. And the minute ends with her looking out of it. And she's very... I, I, you know, regardless of the bags under her eyes, she's very comely, and uh, she, she's lovely, lovely redhead, um, and uh, I always wonder about those bags under her eyes. I don't think anyone asked her about the bags under her eyes. Why would you? That's rude. But, but that is one thing that people always comment on, so I have to comment on it too, because it wouldn't be a proper minute by minute if I didn't comment on it. So, um, let's, let's talk about, well, let's, let well, we talked about Linda's uh, confusing dropping of the scalpel unless she like picked it up and was like this isn't one of my dad's scalpels get it out so now so now at the front of their house there's a ladder leaning up against the window that we've had two killers come in through and drop bodies out of and there's a scalpel at the base of the ladder and where is billy's body where did um where did science hide Billy's body? I don't know. Who knows? But but that's a, sort of a brief part. So the killer is there, and it's not his scalpel. So I don't know why he looks so peeved, unless that that's just his sort of resting face. I just look this way. I just look peeved. You know? Why don't you smile more, maniac? Eh, you. And then we enter this this dream realm, and yeah, that it's funny that seeing how bad that video bendiness they put on here makes me think that this is actually pretty much all shot on film just because that video bendiness and like the news 5 flash from earlier are just such bad bad effects i mean it just m2 it being 655 and the the chimes going off i don't know that um maybe in japan chimes go off five minutes before the hour here generally in clocks in u.s uh, this being louisiana where they made this clocks go off at the top of the hour you know and sometimes at the, the halfway mark and sometimes at the quarter mark and you know, clocks they're fantastic what will we do without them uh so yeah so the, i'd like so if this is a dream uh, the implication is, and I, I think this is interesting, uh, I, I, just off the top of my head here, is that Chris is all alone. She wakes up in someone else's house, all alone. Although it just occurred to me, having said that, about the, the video th insert, 
I'm wondering, we'll have to see if we go along, because to me, once you see the video insert, and it's suddenly later on, you go, oh, this is some sort of weird dream Chris is having or something like that. But I'm wondering if the insert wasn't there, and I cannot unsee the insert now, but if the insert wasn't there, would this have looked more like, you know, that previous scene ended? Maybe there was like an interstitial bit that they took out, but that previous scene ended, and then suddenly Chris wakes up on the couch, and like, oh, Chris fell asleep on the couch. What, it's daytime? What's going on? And it would have been so disorientating, I think, if they had just left that without the bendy clock shot. And it never occurred to me that they, they ruined a, a perfectly, what could have been a perfectly disconcerting moment. You know, how many, uh, is everyone dead? What's happening? What's going on right now? It's too early for it to be over. But, oh, it's a dream. And, I mean, well, I think we find out it's a dream fairly quickly. But still, um, it's it's too bad that they inserted that in there. I would have liked it if they left it alone. Leave that junk alone, Jack. I wonder who did that. I I, I mean, you know, they, it's always, I mean, one of the, one of the things with a lot of 80s metal was that it's always, like, it's big in Japan. And, I mean, that's the that's the punchline of This is Spinal Tap. I hope I didn't spoil that for anyone. But um, uh, I, um, I, I'm wondering if, like, First Strike was big in Japan. And it was just they sent it to the Japanese distributors, and they had someone there who said, we want to put some metal in. These guys are pretty popular here. I don't know if they're pretty popular is the right word. But here's sort of an up-and-coming band. We can put some stuff in, and we have to clarify that dream thing, and we have to... There's no picture on the screen on the TV, and... It's. I guess we'll never know unless we talk to Steven Tyler, and he seemed pretty quiet about the whole thing. He must know that folks enjoy the film. He probably thinks that everyone is just being uh, jackasses about the film, and I think a lot of people are being jackasses about the film. Uh, for people who are jackasses towards this type of film, this is a very easy one to be a jackass towards. I mean, once you suss it out, you know, this isn't a Manos, this isn't a Creeping Terror, this isn't a, a Plan 9, this isn't like a like a Winter Beast, uh, or, um, uh, I won't use Night of Horror, I guess maybe Night to Dismember. This isn't something like that that yells at you, this is nuts, look at, this is nuts. But it, like, it is nuts. And and it kind of simmers with you for a while, and, and kind of, ooh, yeah, kind of, and it feels feels nice on the inside, if you know what I mean. Can I share before we wrap this one up? Because really, not much happens in this. Most of the minute is someone waking up out of what they perceive to be a deep sleep and walking towards a door. So there's not, cinematically, there's not much to hang your hat on. Can I just say, I have a lot of dreams, and maybe one of you listening can tell me what this means, but I have a lot of dreams where, like, I'm supposed to be doing something. Like, it's, oh, today I gotta move out. You know, I'm into my college dorm and I gotta move out. You know, and I only have six hours to move out and the whole dream is about like me not getting anything accomplished i have that a lot like oh we got to go to a concert and i got to go to a concert and i have these three or four things to take care of but things keep piling up and piling up it's like i'm never going to get to the concert i have i have at least one of those dreams a week that is just a i cannot i have to accomplish something and i i have to drive over here but i'm caught in traffic and i'm caught in tra you know and i just you know, like, like trying to get to the airport, but it's taking me forever to get out of the house. Or, you know, I have one of those dreams like every week. What do they mean? I imagine it's not a good thing. I imagine it's not saying to me, Dan, you're having a, um, a slap happy life. I imagine it's a bit of a douchey kind of thing or something kind of ugh. 
But um, yeah, it's a dream I have. And I don't know if Chris is going to have a dream like this. Maybe she will. Maybe she, Chris and I share some fears, share some hopes, share some dreams. I hope we do. Um, and um, yeah, listen. Listen.